What do you absolutely hate? For instance, what foods are such an absolute abomination to you that you work to stay away from them? Can you name a few? Well, join the crowd, and let's talk about that word hate in today's Men's Moment. Hey guys, welcome to Men's Moment, a weekly short devo for men to challenge and encourage you to engage in authentic, Christ-centered manhood that is biblically directed. Take the next five minutes and enjoy a moment of clarity in your life's purpose, a man's moment of purpose. Okay, so let's go back and re-ask that question. What do you absolutely hate? You know, like foods. What are things that you hate so much you work to stay away from them? Well, according to the experts at the website Wide Open Eats, there are at least 15 different foods that people hate. Now, there are other lists like this, but this one was kind of interesting. Here are a few items, along with descriptions and, of course, my comments, wherein I can attest to the veracity of this list you're going to hear. For instance, the first one, black licorice. Now, one word describes this for me, yuck. Oh, enough on that. Cottage cheese is next on the list. I'm sorry, but dairy should not be chunky. Yes, cottage cheese may be good for you, but I still hate it. I'll find something else that's healthy that doesn't feel like I'm chewing spoiled food. Liver is next. And all I've got to say is, seriously, I think that cooking liver was invented just to gross out little kids. And in my case, that gross out carried into adulthood. And then finally for today, I'll pull off that list, anchovies. I mean, here's my question. Why do people eat what should be used for bait to catch real fish? I mean, I know anchovies are reportedly a great source of omega-3 fatty acids, and who am I to question that? But trust me, I can find a better substitute that actually tastes good. Okay, I'll stop there before you get really grossed out, but you get the point. Hate is a very strong word, and it's a great descriptive for some foods, but is it a descriptive for other parts of life? I mean, hate may be a strong word, but so is abomination a word that is used less often these days, but still has the meaning of loathing or intense aversion, according to the dictionary. But hate's a word that God employs in describing his displeasure on certain actions and thoughts, and that should make us stop and take notice, right? I mean, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, that there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. And guess what? None of these are foods. I wonder if we hate what God hates, or maybe we've entered a time in the church-going Christian life where we are more than willing to tolerate one or all of them. I mean, God definitely has a problem with pride, as that's the first thing he mentions in these verses. He calls it haughty eyes. And the dictionary says that haughty means, and I quote, disdainfully proud, scornfully arrogant, snobbish, or the big word, supercilious. Disdain for others comes from the root of pride, and so God hates pride because it's the root of so much sin that destroys lives and families. The next one on the list is lying, or in the Bible, a lying tongue, and that's the characteristic that's next on God's dartboard of hated items. Wow. God would have a field day today with with that one word in our times, as lying seems to be... uh, taken to a new art in many arenas of life, but how about yours? Now, don't be too quick to say on this one, yes, I know that those, and you can plug in your group that you're frustrated with today, are a bunch of liars. Don't do that until you look at the man in the mirror and truthfully ask, have I told 
any lies in the last, and pick your time period, whether it's the last five minutes or the last five days. As Matthew, Matthew Henry once said, there is nothing more sacred than truth, nor more necessary to conversation than speaking truth. So let's, let's be truthful. Next verse says, hands that shed innocent blood, and that ties in right with our recent series of men's moments where we were dealing with abortion. What stronger and scarier, to be honest with you, fulfillment can there be of this scripture than the killing of unborn children? It should be pretty sobering to know that every year more than 36,000 people die on U.S. highways. That's in a year, and that is terrible. But think about it. Every 21 days, there are that many abortions performed in America. Mm. Do you have a wicked heart, a heart that is always trying to figure out that one thing that you can do to put somebody in their place, maybe destroy their reputation or health, you know, that old secret, I'll get them, or maybe just secretly devise how you would severely hurt them in some way? If so, watch out, because God hates a heart that devises wicked plans, for this is a heart I would offer that is in collusion with Satan himself. And along with that, a heart that devises wicked plans, as well as in that verse, feet that run to evil, both speak to the continued challenges we face in our hearts daily if we are trying to be men of God, functioning in a world that just seemingly is turning more wicked with each passing day. Considering just the entertainment we seem to watch on our favorite media source, we know that we are encouraged to violate both of just these two aforementioned admonitions, even to the point of seeming to worship death and destruction. Uh, let me tamper a little bit and out of curiosity ask you, do you binge watch shows like The Walking Dead and all of its iterations? Or does the thought of basically glorifying gore and death repel your spirit? I mean, just asking. God so desires for there to be peace and agreement among people, particularly those that are Christ followers, that it says he hates tail-bearing, slanderer, or slandering, ill-natured stories, and every other falsehood that can sow discord among men of God. Told any, um, I don't know if it's true, but I heard stories to someone recently? If so, was your intent to ward off evil for that person? Or was it to get a one-up moment on the person who was the focus of the story but was not there to defend themselves? In all of these questions, I am not condemning any man who might hear this. Quite the contrary, I am challenged to closely, and I mean really gut-level closely, examine my own thoughts and actions. How about you? God is a God of love, and His actions at the cross proved it. But He's also a God of righteousness and justice, and we would do well to know and embrace what He loves and flee what He hates. Let's start doing that today. Have a great God-directed week. Blessings. That's it for this week's Men's Moment. I hope you enjoyed it and that you will take at least one step of what we discussed and put it into the fabric of your daily life starting today. If you would, take a moment to pass this podcast link on to another man. Encourage him to listen and subscribe. So until next week, pray hard, love your family deeply, and do all of your work like you're doing it for the Lord. <laughs> because you are. Blessings. Blessings.